1: Welcome back to the Washington football team declassified podcast. This is L.E. in the building. How you doing, Eric? What's up, man? Hanging in there. Yeah, Mr. Who. You want to go by Mr. Who? You want to go by Brian from now on? You tell us. Let's do Brian. All right, Brian.
2: Brian. That (laughs) Who? There you go.
1: Brian, who's on first? How are you, Brian? Awesome. How are you guys? We are doing terrible. Our team lost yesterday um, against Green Bay. It's, uh, it's, you know, it's a game I don't think most people would have penciled us in to win necessarily going into it. But what is really bothering me are just the boneheaded plays that I'm continuing to see. I'm over it. I just want to see a good game played by our guys. You know, like you don't have to win all the time but let me see quality product on the field and that is frustrating eric how'd you feel about the game man
2: yeah the game was lame i mean it's about what it's actually better than i expected because i was thinking 38 40 um green bay just looked really disinterested in that game yesterday um you know it's kind of like when you're playing your little brother in uh you know whatever and you know basketball or pickup game or something and you're kind of just not really you're gonna make sure that that you know that he knows that you're better, but you're not really interested in like destroying him. Uh, cause you still kind of, you know, you're just not very interested. That's kind of what the vibe I got from Green Bay yesterday. <laughs> just they're just not it was like, oh, this is adorable. They're they're here to play football, but you know, they just kind of toyed around. They didn't really take it seriously. Yeah. Uh and I mean it's the NFL, of course they did, but they, they definitely, to me anyway, they looked very disinterested in winning yesterday.
1: Yeah, it was, and they
2: still won by fourteen.
1: <laughs> it could have been forty if they wanted it to. It felt like, yeah, really um, not such a good day yesterday. Hey, uh, Brian, why don't you go ahead and kick me your thoughts on the game yesterday?
3: All right, so this this may uh, be surprising to uh, everyone, but I'm I'm gonna be more positive. Um, yes, it, it didn't look good. We lost. We blew a lot of chances, but overall, the defense, the offense, it looked like we somewhat knew what we were doing Um, you know the the defense didn't have as many mistakes they were still awful on third down Uh, the tackling on defense is so bad like we had multiple chances to stop you know either a back out of the backfield for like one yard but he would just push the pile and break through some tackles and make it six yards. And uh, so there was a lot of that, but there wasn't that big gaping uh, mistake where there's just a receiver running downfield. Um, we did kind of limit uh, Rodgers as much as you can limit him. He still had three touchdowns and was amazing yesterday. Uh, the offense, well, they they blew all kinds of chances in the red zone, right? Like we'll, we'll get into to Heineke and his play, but They moved the ball in between the 20s, uh, which is something they struggle to do. Um, So it looked better, but, um, you know, still still a lot of work to do. What? Yeah,
1: you know, I don't like I feel like we're kind of at that point in the season where we're settling for moral victories already. And I think a lot of that came out in Ron's press conference afterwards. Something that's really driving me nuts And I hate to be like a critique minion, but just the inconsistency in the messaging from our head coach is just driving me up a wall and maybe go ahead.
3: He certainly uh, stepped in it. You know, he last year was like, you know, hey, I want to win while we rebuild. And now this year it's like, well, you know, hey, let's uh, let's let's take it uh, slow. We're still rebuilding. So uh, he certainly kind of put some mixed messages out there.
1: He does. and I I think part of what I want and I know we're not going to get this and he certainly doesn't owe it to us is for him to be transparent with how he feels about the situations, because I think as fans, it would allow us to cope better if we knew that the coach was thinking along the same lines as us, like, hey, this wasn't nearly good enough or don't worry about this. This is not how it's going to be long term. You know what I mean? But I know you're not going to get that from most NFL head coaches. So. It is what it is. Um, Eric, any other thoughts about the game yesterday?
2: And that that sliding rule is the worst rule in the league right now. That stupid head first slide rule. Uh, it's the dumbest thing ever. And uh, it needs to go away. But it's still a rule. And Taylor was not in the end zone. and That makes me angry.
1: Yeah. And, and there wasn't really a need to slide. It didn't look like he had the go really. to the corner. No, so. to I yeah.
2: think he's, yeah, I think he is very interested in protecting himself, which, which is a good thing. Like he seems to have learned his lesson about, you know, with the injury bug uh, in that case. I mean, it's kind of a fluke play. It's not really something that you, you can expect to happen that often, but it did happen and it is his fault and he was not in. And it's that rule needs to die in a fire quickly. Um, But unfortunately, it is a rule and we got burned by it yesterday.
1: Yeah, I'm going to I want to talk about Antonio Gibson real quick, because I, I, I love this guy. He is absolutely my favorite player on offense because, number one, I'm a fan of the running game. That's that's the football I love. I love running games. But this fumbling has to stop like he has to legitimately figure this out. And it's hard to do in season, but this off season, he's got to hire a coach. that's going to help him figure that out like Tiki Barber style. Right. But then I thought about this more. Antonio Gibson is a project at running back. Would you guys agree with that?
2: Absolutely. Yes.
1: 100%. That makes no sense though. <laughs> in today's NFL where routinely rookie running backs run for 1300 yards. Why do we have a project running back? You know what I mean? Like, you know, the adage running backs are a dime a dozen. And they are. If you have good scouting, you can find one. I mean, shoot, look at the Jags running back, James Robinson, who's one of the better backs in the league. I think he was undrafted, right? Why did we, and I, and again, I had to preface this with, I love Antonio Gibson. He's my favorite player. I think he's amazing. But why did we, why did we get a, 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 When we had an opportunity to find a running back that was more turnkey, out of the box, right, that could just go. Why did we invest in a project running back when, in reality, running backs are four-year investments, right? Then Then you move on. You don't give running back second contracts. I mean, look all across the league. The evidence is there. Why did this coaching staff do that in the midst of a rebuild unless, unless, you feel like Gibson could be the most special running back in the game. And even then, is it worth it? Look at look at McCaffrey in Carolina. He got his big check. That's what check. I was going to say. They that, 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 They did. They tried to recreate their past. Yeah. McCaffrey's an amazing running back when he plays. He got his money, never plays. Yep. But McCaffrey was who he was coming out of college. We have a project running back, which just sounds ludicrous to me at this point, where he has to learn how to run the ball. He has to learn how to protect the ball as a running back. He's, he's not being used in the passing game because potentially he's not developed enough to handle both responsibilities. It, it just didn't make any sense to me when I thought about it. And I, this is not me hating on Antonio Gibson. Please don't take it that way. It's the philosophy behind Antonio Gibson. Being on this team that I'm I'm asking about, right? Because it's 2021. Look at every team in the league. Running backs coming all seven rounds of the draft, probably more than any other position where you're going to get value from that position. Why did we philosophically decide to take a project at that position that is usually one you can get off the uh low budget aisle? Anyway. I'm not. I'm not hating on Gibson. I love Gibson. I just it was something I thought about today. I just felt like should be discussed. You know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, I mean, you see, athletically, he's pretty much off the charts, and the coaches see that. And I don't know what his fumble numbers were. I can't find a good reference for you know what his uh, what his how many fumbles he had in college, uh, but. Uh, He had one fumble in two seasons in college. So uh, in 2018, which was his second, his junior year. So, you know, uh, albeit he had like what, 75 touches, 77 touches, something like that total in two years. Wasn't a lot. So, yeah. So he had one fumble in 77 touches. Uh, I don't know how that translates to what he's getting now. It seems like it'd be a lot more. Uh, a lot more fumbles, but, you know, based on the limited sample size they had him in college, they didn't, he didn't give the impression of being a fumbler. Um, And, you know, the last time he actually played running back probably was high school and you could get away when you're in high school, when you're as big and strong as Antonio Gibson, you can get away with holding the ball out or holding it with one hand while you're going through the line. You learn real quickly, hopefully in the NFL, that you can't get away with that. But he has uh, had a real, problem with fumbling this year and he really needs to learn how to protect the ball i'm 100 with you uh you know i think maybe coaches feel like maybe they overestimate their ability to coach a player um so they they can overlook their deficiencies if they see them and they they you know they try to coach to their strengths uh thus far it is a real real problem uh for antonio gibson so i'm with you
3: I think it's the uh, Scott Turner effect, right? Like everything that we've seen with Scott Turner and his offense is – oh, I want everyone position flex, I want running backs who can split out wide, I want, uh, uh, you know, wide receivers who can line up in the backfield. So, you, you know, you then start looking at these running backs, you, you get wild by Christian McCaffrey, and you try to recreate it. And I think they, they tried to recreate it. And uh, instead of getting a traditional running back, right, they've got a guy who is a hybrid, and just like you said, a project. And now that the workload is increasing, it, uh, you know, things are getting a little bit uh, more difficult for him. And these fumbles are starting to to uh, to come out um but uh i mean if you look at uh ron before you know scott turner when it was norv and when he had some of the other guys uh who were running his offenses i mean it was d'angelo williams it was jonathan stewart i mean two bigger um you know downhill type running backs um and uh you know this shift here with um you know, with the, the type of back and, you know, how many carries he's looking to to give uh, his running back. So I, I, to me, it's a, it's a Scott Turner effect. Uh, you know, that, uh, that's the type of guy he wants in his, uh, his offense, right. The, the big bruiser or, you know, a more traditional running back. That's not something that uh, I think uh, he's looking for in his offense.
1: Yeah. And I, I, if I never hear like they had in Carolina again, I think it <laughs> will be one day too soon. Like I just, I want them to form their own identity here. And I know you have a system and uh, and you got to do with what you will. But I think we just have to look at the talent that we have and what's going to fit that. Or we'll be stuck in a uh, an eternal
2: rebuild, I guess you could say. Um, all Maybe right. It's uh, that situation where Ron Rivera said, or uh, Scott Turner said, Ron, I want Christian McCaffrey. And Ron said, no, 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 we got Christian McCaffrey at home it turned out to be Antonio Gibson
1: <laughs> <laughs> maybe he did and you know what truth be told like they're not using him like McCaffrey like he doesn't flex out wide he doesn't create matchups on linebackers it's it's pure handoffs and pure between the tackles handoffs um out of the out of the shotgun like it's 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 a narrow it's zone one running play the
2: one running, one play? running play it's a That's zone it. what
1: they have inside the tackle down to the
3: center one of those holes we don't even use McKissick like McCaffrey we don't put him on linebackers or anything I don't
1: get it man like and see that's that's uh, I'll save it for another pod because I know we got to get to our upcoming matchup too but man that bye week we got some things to talk about (laughs) um all right and uh Brian I know you had talked about um just kind of a quick recap of what we talked about last time a quick follow-up excuse me and I think you wanted to follow up on the Scott Turner offense uh, not featuring anyone.
3: Yeah, so you brought up a great point uh, last week. We were talking and uh, you said, you know, one of the things that, uh, you know, about this offense was it doesn't feature anybody, right? Like if, if Terry McLaurin goes off and gets 100 yards, it's really more so just because Terry's good. And, uh, you know, the coverage was bad and, uh, you know, we were able to get it to him and and that stuck with me. And then watching the game Sunday, it it just kind of clicked. And, you know, we don't feature anybody. Right. We don't feature a running back. We don't feature a wide receiver. But who we do feature is the quarterback. The quarterback carries the load in this offense. And when you have a stud franchise quarterback who can throw it 50 times, it's awesome. This offense would be amazing if we were able to make the trade for Matthew Stafford, like he would be putting up uh, ridiculous numbers in this offense, but we don't have Matthew Stafford. We have Taylor Heineke and I like Taylor, uh, but you know, through these six games, you know, he's, he's shown us what he is. He's a high level backup, but if you don't adjust the offense and you're basically asking him to, you know, carry the offense, right? Like we're, there's no running back getting 20 carries. There's no running back that, uh, you know, we're depending on to kind of, you know, uh, run the offense. We're depending on the quarterback. So if you, you you put the ball in his hands and then bad things happen, you know, it, it, sure, you can blame Heineke, but you also have to blame who's putting him in that position. And that uh, that would be the uh, offensive coordinator and uh, Ron to, uh, uh, you know, a larger extent. But that, it was just something that, uh, you know, kind of clicked and stuck with me that I just wanted to mention that, you know, that that's who we feature in this offense. It's the quarterback. We just don't have one yet.
1: That's an interesting take because are we going to be that much better when we get one, you know, like, like shout out to Taylor Heineke, because I'm as hard as on him as anybody in the world is hard on Taylor Heineke. But you guys are right. Like he's doing, he's, he's being asked to do more than what he is yep. and he's getting, he's playing his guts out for it. Are you getting successful results all the time? No. But when you ask an 11th grader to go to MIT there's going to be some struggles, you know what I'm saying? So I get it. I get it. But the thing that I think is really kind of missing from all this, or missing from Sean, uh, Scott Turner's system, is the play calling is imposing our will on other teams. I don't care that you ran the ball on first down. running to get on second down. And then if you get a first down, running to get on first down. Just Or if Terry's burning somebody, get him on first down. You know, like take that guy's confidence, the DB that's trying to cover him. Take his soul. Just continue to pound, 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 and then, you know, occasionally do something different. Now, that's not going to be every week, but I just I want to see them just be more authoritative in their play calling and in their system. Eric, any thoughts there?
2: Yeah, there's it's twofold because there really isn't enough on offense to feature anybody else outside because, you know, Terry, obviously you can feature, but he is very dependent on the quarterback. So by default, you're featuring the quarterback. If you're featuring Terry, Um, you know, with all the injuries and, you know, they're getting nothing from Curtis Samuel, De'Ami Brown is injured. There's, there's just not enough there. Um, And I'm not giving Scott Turner a pass at all because I haven't seen enough creativity from him in general uh, to really give him a pass on anything, but it is very difficult to see you know, with all the injuries, uh, you know, I guess he's maybe trying to spread it around as best he can, but, you know, it, it, the, the offense is extremely one-dimensional. Uh, maybe if there was a few more weapons there, you know, Turner could, could get something, but I think he would just run more reverses uh, just to Curtis Samuel, um, you know, and take deep shots to Terry McCorn. So I, I don't know. I don't trust Scott Turner uh, any further than I can throw him, though I shouldn't be throwing anybody with my bad knee. Um so yeah, it's just a mess on offense. Um, Taylor Heineke is not—he's going to get one of his wide receivers killed at some point because he got was it McKissick? He almost got destroyed, Jeez, or he yeah. did get destroyed by by hanging him out the drives. And when Heineke misses, he misses high, and you know if you're throwing to the back of the end zone, that's okay. But if you're throwing down in the middle of the field, missing high consistently, it's going to burn you, and it has. Um, I'm almost to the point there where maybe you pull the plug on him if he keeps doing that, but. I don't know. There's, I just don't know what they can do on offense at this point to make things any better.
1: I want I want Heineke to play every game the rest of the season because I don't want us as a fan base to latch on to another mediocre quarterback. That is true. Don't want yeah, it. Don't true. want to see Kyle Allen come in and throw a little spark <clears> in here. <air throat> and Now we're like, we got our guy. Or, or Fitz come <laughs> back and have a couple good games. I'm like, no, nope, we got the real guy right here.
2: Dude, no, no, no. If Fitz were here if if Fitz were here, this team would still be two and five because Taylor Heineke is about as close to Fitzpatrick as you're going to see in the NFL. And, and um, yes. with maybe with not as good an arm, but, I mean, yeah. his, consistent, his consistent level of play is somewhere between ineffective and terrible, and he has the occasional flash of brilliance. Yes. I mean, that's basically Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's what you're going to get out of him. So I don't think it would be any different if Fitzpatrick were in here. Um,
1: yeah. Yeah, I don't don't know. You could make a case either way because either Taylor Heineke's mobility has created some plays and Taylor Heineke's mobility has taken away some plays. So, yeah, I I think it's a net zero. You know what I mean? It's a wash between the two um, where Fitz doesn't have the mobility. Heineke does. Fitz is probably a little bit more accomplished passer where Heineke is not. So certainly some things to think about. Before we look ahead to the Broncos, Mr. Who for this one segment – Brian, tell us who done it,
3: who done it. Uh, I, I told you earlier I was going to be positive and I'm still going to be positive. I know we didn't look that great and we lost and we got embarrassed, but there were some things. So who done it? It's Ron Rivera during the week. He said, I'm going to make some changes. I got to change my approach. He made some changes. The defense looked a little bit better. Still not very good. Awful on third down. We can't tackle anybody to save our life now. Um, but we looked better offense. We moved the ball. Uh, We could not score in the red zone, but we looked a little bit better. There was some improvement. And again, for the second straight week, we're playing a team that we're supposed to be outmatched. We're supposed to get blown out by 30 um, elite quarterback, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers. but we had chances to win both games. And I think that's a good sign. So Ron, he made some changes. He was supposed to, he needs to still make a lot more
1: you use your chances to win very loosely there, but I hear you
3: <laughs> being positive, being positive.
1: I like it. I like it. Uh, Eric, we got the Broncos coming up. No, not OJ's favorite vehicle. We have the Denver Broncos coming to town or I don't know where it's at, but we're playing the Broncos this week. Tell me what you love about the matchup with the Broncos. Uh,
2: the Broncos are very close to being as ineffective as we are. Um, And it is going to be a classic matchup of the resistible force versus the movable object. We'll see who is a little bit worse. Um, I think Washington, this is, if Washington's going to win a game in October, it's going to be this one. Uh, Or was going to win a game in October, it's going to be this one. Um, Because, or maybe they beat Atlanta in October, I don't remember, it was so long ago. Either way, uh, you know, it's a winnable game, I like that. I don't love it because this team tends to find ways to lose. So, uh, you know, I don't trust this team at all to play in a winnable game. Um, it could very well come down to some Heineken heroics at the end, just like the last two winnable games have. Um, but I do I do love the fact that this is, a, this is a game that this team can win. And that's at this point in the season with how they played is about all I can really ask.
1: No, I feel you 100%. Brian who do you or what do you love about this upcoming matchup versus the
0: Broncos
3: yeah I I love that uh, this is a Broncos defense that uh, is struggling a little bit uh, they've got some good players but uh, the Broncos have eight linebackers that are on I uh, IR. So they they have some uh, some areas of uh, need and uh, hopefully we can take advantage of that over the middle. Um, so I think this is a game that uh, we absolutely can win. We should be able to move the ball. And, you know, something that we just saw Thursday, mm-hmm. baseball, Case Keenum, Kevin Stefanski took Case Keenum and a running back no one's ever heard of and ran him 22 times for 146 yards against the Broncos and beat him. Um, there's no reason that we can't do that same thing.
1: Love to hear that. And uh, what I love about this matchup, our quarterback of the future is on the Broncos roster, and we get to see him up close. His name is <laughs> Brett Rippin. No, um, shout out to Brett Rippin, I'm sure he's a good dude. Uh, what do I love about the matchup? I love the fact that the Broncos aren't overly explosive on offense so our, our d-line should be able to eat again because they flashed against the uh packers i mean i'm encouraged by our d-line and i think that they um should be able to be productive this sunday um what else i love not a lot yet because the team just has to show me more uh eric what do you hate about the matchup with the broncos
2: Uh, I hate the fact that this team tends to be bad at the thing that the other team – or be worse than the other team is bad at what it's bad at. Uh, Much like the red zone situation this weekend, we came in playing the Packers, who are the worst red zone defense in the NFL, giving up 15 touchdowns on 15 possessions, and we went 0 for 4 uh, against the Joe Barry-led defense. That's just inexcusable. Um, So the Broncos' offense is very bad. Um, but I just would not be surprised to see Teddy Bridgewater throw for 350 yards and five touchdowns this week. It would, I mean, I don't think he will, but it wouldn't shock me at all because that's just the kind of season it's been for us. We tend to just be the get right game for everybody. And we could very well be the game that ends Denver's three game losing streak or four game losing streak, however many it is. So I don't like that. I don't like that. We're the slump buster in the league right now. Um, and, but we are, uh, and until, you know, we're not, I'm gonna
1: just continue to hate that. I I can certainly understand that. And by the way, slump busters should have been on the list of team names for a potential name next year. But it was it's very
2: funny. fitting, isn't it?
1: <laughs> the Washington Slump Busters. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. Can you <laughs> imagine what that
2: mascot would look like though? No, come on. Oh,
0: I don't want to.
2: <laughs> no. I think
0: Mark Grace has that uh, trademark, so we couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> hey uh Brian, what
1: do you got for your hates of this matchup?
3: I hate that this is a it's a very similar team to us in terms of, um, you know, their expectations of, you know, thinking they were going to have a really dominant defense and they were just going to have, you know, kind of a game managing type offense. And they find themselves, uh, you know, not very good. And so, you know, they're looking at us, you know, just like Eric was saying, they're looking at us like, hey, this is this is where we write the ship. So I don't like that um, because uh, that means they've got a lot of confidence uh, and they're going to, uh, you know, try to pull out all the stops so they can get a win and stop um, some of the losses that they've uh, just had here these last couple of weeks. So um, that's, you know, I'm not looking forward to that.
1: You know what's crazy? When you look at the Broncos, this game is essentially a mirror match if we were healthy, basically. Like you said, they got a game manager quarterback. We were supposed to have a game manager quarterback, even though that's not what fits is. That was the plan. They have two running backs. The wide receiver situation between Sutton and Jerry Judy and Tim Patrick is very similar to what we thought we were going to have. And the defense was supposed to be good. Just like a, it's, it's kind of – you bring up a good point there, man. That's all I'm saying. What do I hate about this matchup? <laughs> There's a potential that Ronald Darby gets a pick six this game. And my Lord, are we never going to hear the end of that if, if that happens this week against Denver? Because our guy, who we signed this offseason, what's his name again?
3: William Jackson Third.
1: That dude has not gotten a pick six. So let Ronald Darby show up and show out, and Twitter will be on fire. But otherwise, I think this should be a really competitive game. And if we lose this to go to two and six, then we go into the bye. It, it, <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm not going to speculate because we're that's not gonna happen. That is not gonna happen. All right. Looking at our positional matchups in the Broncos passing game, they have Teddy B, Teddy Bridgewater. They have Noah Fant at tight end. They have at wide receiver, Cortland Sutton, Tim Patrick, Kendall Hinton. In our secondary, who knows who's going to be healthy? We got Curl, we got Fuller, we got Benjamin St. Juice. Uh, let's see, Danny Johnson played last week. You did all right. Played
2: played well, yep. considering
1: yeah. all things considered, he did. And he was covering
2: uh, Slender Man. He had no chance. But <laughs> it was not. He was like nine feet tall. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and we have. Uh, uh which other bobby mccain is our safety who played a lot last week too eric who do you give the passing game matchup to
2: yeah i think judy is going to be back this week i think i read that He's looking like he's going to play this week for yes. denver um i cannot in good conscience pick our secondary against anybody um so i'm going to go ahead and go with denver's passing attack on our secondary until they prove otherwise okay and Tim Patrick is a sneaky good player. I like Me Tim Patrick a lot. Yes,
1: I do too. And by the way, Patrick and Judy are both on my fantasy team, just for reference. So, <laughs> <Very nice. laughs> uh Brian, who are you giving the the edge to in their pass uh, attack versus our pass defense?
3: I've got to go with the Broncos. I mean, uh, you know, we, we did limit some of the big plays uh, yesterday uh, with, uh, with the secondary, but we're still playing 10 yards off the ball. Um, and, uh, uh e- even on like third and four, we're still playing 10 yards off the ball so they can just get an easy completion. I mean, until that stops, like, eh, you know, I, I, just can't go with, uh, with, with, our group just yet. So Broncos
1: with the rebirth of Danny Johnson and, uh, Fuller's is going to find his game this week. That's what I really think. I think Fuller's is going to find his game this week. Danny Johnson's here. St. Juice did good, man. He did well, man. I mean, he had some penalties, but he was always in position. And you know what's funny? <laughs> when we did that Benjamin St. Juice declassified episode, Eric, what do we say? He's always around the play. He's just never making the play. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. <laughs> we see that in the NFL. But this week against – look, I like Teddy Bridgewater. I'll be honest with you. But our secondary gets healthy this week. I'm going our pass defense this week. <laughs> Over there. Don't you laugh at me.
2: I'm, no, gonna... I'm sorry. I was I was thinking about something funny that someone else said yesterday.
1: What's that? Say it.
2: Okay, I can't, I can't. I'm lying.
1: Uh- <laughs> 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 All, right. All right. All right, here we go. Russian attack. Denver's Russian attack. Melbourne Gordon the third, Javante Williams, Mike Boone. Their offensive line, they have Garrett Bowles, Dalton Reisner, Lloyd crushing Barry the third that dude should be an author because that's a great name for an author and they have Graham Glasgow Bobby Massey and fullback they have Andrew Beck and you know our D-line you know what the situation is we have our four first round draft picks linebackers Jamin Davis is playing now and Cole Holcomb who do you give the edge to in the run game for the Broncos versus our run defense Eric
2: uh, I'm going to go with uh, Washington's run defense by a hair uh, just because Jamin Davis did show up. He did play a lot of snaps. He played actually reasonably. Okay. He got beat on a, on a, on a pass play by the tight end, but I can't really fault him for that. I think it was just the right, I think it was just the right uh, play call for the coverage um, because he was playing serious inside leverage and they just threw it outside with no help. But uh I do like our defensive line has really stepped it up the last couple of games. Uh, John Allen had another monster game. Deron Payne was stuffing things up very well. Monte Sweat didn't still up in the in the stat sheet, but he had a fantastic game. Or I think he maybe did get a sack, but he had a really good game. Uh, and, and Chase is there as well. Um, so I'm going to go with our. I'm going to go with our front against their rushing attack by a hair because I think their their rushing attack is probably the strength of their offense.
3: For sure, Brian. Yeah. It's us, Washington football team all the way. Jonathan Allen is, he is certainly living up to every dime of his contract. And I mean, he's just moving guys, throwing them around. Um, so I look for him to get to Javante Williams, who's who's a really good uh, running back. He can break some tackles. Um, but no, I think our guys are starting to to play a little bit faster, um, uh, starting to see Jamin Davis. He got 55 snaps on Sunday. He's starting to come along in the run game. And actually, uh, you know, I think uh, Rivera said he wanted him to play more downhill and not uh, horizontal. I think he's starting to do that because he's starting to get a feel for it uh, and had a couple of uh, good run stops. So um, and then, you know, Landon, uh, if you if you if you if you saw the game, he actually had some good uh, some good uh, tackles and some good run stops, um, you know, being up near the uh, the line of scrimmage. So I'm going to take us.
1: I'm going to lock it in and we're going to go three for three. It's oh, us. Yes, sir. Let's go. let's flip the tables and uh, let's go our offense here. So we got um, Heineke, we believe, is going to start again this week. We're recording before, the, uh, <laughs> before everything comes out. But I believe Heineke is going to start this week. And really, there's no reason for him not to.
3: Yeah. Um,
1: then we have our receivers. We got Terry. Diami's out. I, I believe he's going to be out a couple of weeks with his injury that just came out today. Um, we don't know the status of Curtis Samuel. If Diami's out, I don't know who starts at that other receiver position. Is it, is it DeAndre Carter? Is it uh, AGG? I don't know. I don't know. Um, and then uh, our tight end, Ricky Seals-Jones, because uh, I believe Thomas is out for a few more weeks. So their secondary, they have Ronald Darby, Kareem Jackson, Justin Simmons, and Patrick Surtain. And they have Kyle Fuller who they do not play because evidently he's just not doing well, but that's their secondary. Eric, who has the edge, our pass and attack versus their pass defense.
2: Uh, their pass defense has the edge um, because t- uh, I, I, I'm gonna, I think they have Taylor Heineke figured out uh, pretty well. Defenses have his last, like what, three touchdown passes have come on pretty much 50, 50 balls.
1: Yep. Uh,
2: he's just getting lucky when he throws touchdown pass at this point and he is not being a, he is not productive any longer. He's still missing high. Um, and they have a very, I mean, they their secondary is good enough that Kyle Fuller can sit on the bench. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely going there, their pass defense.
1: All right. And Brian, who are you going with?
3: Yeah. As much as I want to say, uh, our guys, uh, yeah, the the secondary of uh, the Broncos uh, isn't bad at all. Justin Simmons is a uh, a good uh, safety. Uh, diary solid. Uh, Sertan uh, was what the number ten pick or five mm-hmm. pick or something. Like that. I mean, he's really good. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't know who's gonna be. Yeah, is it A G G or are we gonna elevate Harmon? I don't know who's the uh, the other receiver is gonna be. Or even if you look at released Harmon. Yeah, yeah Har- Harmon don't work
1: here anymore, sir.
3: No, oh, he's yeah. on the practice squad. Mm-hmm. They signed no, They him. cut him. They cut him. No, they signed him back. When
2: today? Signed him back.
3: Yeah, they signed him like uh like two weeks ago. No, bro, they They cut him. They cut him. Yeah. Oh, they cut him this week. I didn't know it. Yeah, they did.
1: So it won't be Harmon.
3: I'll promise you that much. (laughs) Much to my (laughs) chagrin. Well, well, then I definitely got to go Broncos then. (laughs) (laughs)
2: No, Kevin Harmon. He was (laughs) the X Factor. Yeah.
3: (laughs) Broncos.
1: I look. I didn't put this in the hate part of this. This secondary could get some, this is a, this is a playmaking secondary, whether they've been that this year or not, they have the guys that had the potential to uh, get some interceptions here. And the way that Heineke has been playing, he kind of leaves two or three interceptions on the field every week. Um, that the defense has not taken advantage of. I don't want that to be this week, but I have to go with them just because it's Terry and then everybody else. And so that means that Terry's going to see a ton of coverage. And I don't like that. what that means for the rest of the offense in terms of the passing attack. But we do have a running game. We have AGG. We have Gibbs. Uh, McKissick. I said AGG. Listen to me. Now you guys got me talking about wide receivers. Yeah. <laughs> Antonio Gibson and McKissick. We got our offensive line. We got a couple of maulers on there. You know what I'm saying? Versus their uh, rush defense. Shelby Harris. Mike Purcell. Draymond Jones. Malik Reed. Kenny Young. And Justin Schnad. I think that's how you say it. Von Miller's there as well. Excuse me, how could I forget that dude? Eric, who exactly. you giving the edge to in the run game?
2: <laughs> I'm gonna go with Denver on this one. Um, I just don't trust Gibson anymore, honestly. As a as a to hold on to the ball, I think he's got a giveaway in him this week. He's fumbled two weeks in a row now. He's got four on the season. Um. Just, I don't trust him anymore. He's going to have to earn that trust back. Uh, I think we could pull some yards. Their defensive front is very stout. And with the injuries across our offensive line, um, I'm not sure if Cosme is going to be back. Uh, If Cosme comes back, by the way, I would move Cornelius Lucas to the other side and uh, park Mr. Leno on the bench. Cornelius Lucas is better than Charles Leno. And I'll just, I'm going to say that right here. Uh, Lucas needs to be the starting left tackle. Yeah, I'm going to go with the Broncos defense, though.
1: All right. Brian, what are you going with here?
3: I'm going with our running game. I think every week I've mentioned uh, how good our offensive line is, run blocking. Uh, They got a lot of work in the past game uh, to do. We saw some of that uh, this weekend, though. I think some of it was uh, Heineke's fault. But run blocking, even uh, Schweitzer and Lucas, uh, even though they're, you know, technically backups. I mean, they can start and they're excellent run blockers. Um, I just said it uh, earlier, right? We saw the Browns beat them last week uh, with some no name running back, uh, De Eric or De'Ernest, Um uh 22 carries 146 yards. There's no reason we can't do that, but I know we won't do that because we're not giving a running back 22 carries. So um, I'm still going to go with us because I think our offensive line can do it. Maybe, maybe we will give Jarrett Patterson more than one carry.
1: (laughs) You're a hopeful dude, man. I like it. Um, I'm going to go with us just because I think, like Eric said, if there's a win, we're going to get in October. This is the one. And we can't do that if we don't run the ball, in my opinion. So because – and here's the thing I want people to realize, too. The Broncos have the ability to be a ball-control offense, which means – we might not get that many possessions. So we have to capitalize on the ones that we do get. Make sure that we sustain long drives. We can't do that just throwing the football. Heineke ran for 95 yards this weekend. Ninety-five. Now, granted, some of that came late. Um, I think maybe 30 of those came on that la- that final drive or whatever. But he was still effective running the football. He can be part of the run game, too. I'm okay with that. Because at this point, what what do you have to protect with this guy anymore? You know what I'm saying? So commit fully to the run game. Keep them off balance. But don't do any bootlegs towards Von Miller, please. <laughs> I don't want to see that happen. Um, all right. We have special teams. We got Blewett as our kicker, who <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I will not say it. Um, avoid we, the lazy joke. Thank you. I will avoid that, yes. Uh, we have Tress Wade. And uh, we got DeAndre Carter as our return guy. Denver has Brandon McManus as their kicker. Sam Martin is their punter. Deontay Spencer is their return man. Eric, who are we giving the edge to on special teams?
2: Um, I've seen nothing from our kicker thus far, uh, other than getting one blocked at the line of scrimmage. When it gets blocked at the line of scrimmage, it's 100% the kicker's fault. Um and uh, I'm not giving him the edge. There was a Troy Apke sighting this weekend. He didn't make any tackles, but he did a really good job at not running into the punter. So I'm going to give him credit, credit for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and for that reason, I'm still going with Washington. Let's do it. <laughs> Brian, who you got for the special teams next?
3: Uh I don't think, uh, you know, Blewett does anything uh, bad or anything extraordinary. Maybe he gets two field goals, but uh, I, I, I'm going with DeAndre Carter. Uh, I, I really would have uh, liked him to have some bigger returns against uh, the Packers. But uh, I, think, uh, I think he hits uh, one big one uh, this week that helps us.
1: Okay. I'm going to go with Denver because I feel like our special teams hasn't given up any big plays, and, or at least not a lot. And I think uh, Denver has the ability to change that this week. I hate to say it. I really do. All right. Coaching Edge. Who has it? Denver has Vic Fangio, a veteran of the NFL ranks. They have John Cartwright, Terry Masterson. I have no idea who their defensive coordinator is. I am trying to look it up. We have... Does
2: it Fangio call the defense anyway? Does he do it? Okay. I think so, yeah.
1: Well, those are the coaches they have. I don't even know who their offensive coordinator is. This is bad. I should have looked this up going into this. But um, you know, we have Ron Rivera. We got... Uh, Scott Turner and we got Del Rio Eric who has a coaching edge here
2: Washington has the coaching edge I'll say that that's my one definitive answer this week Washington I think has a better coaching staff in place than Denver does
1: and then Pat Shermer is our offensive coach or coordinators
2: yeah then definitely they definitely <laughs> do that dude's Pat Shermer he's trash <laughs> By that, they're going to put up 475 yards of <laughs> offense this week just because I said that. But, yeah, absolutely.
1: Ed Donatello, is a defensive coordinator. I believe he's with the Jets for a long time. Um, Brian, who are you giving the coaching edge to?
3: Oh, I'm going with Rivera, Del Rio, and uh, the wonder kid himself, Scott Turner.
1: Okay. Das Wundigen. Uh I'm going to go with – got to think about this one because I've, I've never – Loved all that Fangio has done as a coach. And he has similar curious decision-making at times to our coach. Um, I'm just going to give it to the home team. I'm going to go to Washington with the coach edge here. So clean sweep there. Eric, tell me how you see this game playing out, please, sir.
2: Mm, It's going to be an ugly game to watch. Um, I don't see a lot of points being scored. This is the hardest one. I've been pretty certain on all my picks thus far this year. Um, this one's a little tougher. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Denver 16 thirteen um, just because I think our offense is going might hit a low this week. Um, i don't I don't know where the offense is going to come from this week. Uh, maybe Gibson gets it going uh, and can hang on to the ball. Uh, maybe Heineke you know, has a couple of magic throws. But uh, relying on things that haven't really happened thus far uh, isn't the best way to go. So I think Denver busts the slump once again. Not well. I don't think they're going to be very good either, but I think we'll be slightly worse. So I'm going to go 16-13 Denver. Mm, okay. That's that's going to be a dull game. <laughs> it's going to be just miserable. <laughs> You're going to be like, man, can I just go pass out candy? Please. <laughs>
1: <laughs> get me away from this game. Yeah. Brian, what do you got going on Sunday, man? How's it going to play out?
3: Oh, it's uh, it's going to be a Washington win, and it's going to play out 24-22. Mm-hmm. We're going to see Heineke get back to his diving for the pylon ways. He's going to be running around, um, and we're going to see something similar to uh, uh, where, you know, a J.D. McKissick uh, big throw and catch uh, will help us win it.
1: us. Well, I'll take it. It's a dub, you know, going into the bye week. Not the worst thing in the world. I am going to say we're putting up points against Denver. And, uh, you know, honestly, because I don't even know who's going to play a wide receiver, I can't even do that. I can't even lie to myself right now. I was going to be like, yeah, 38. to No, it's not. All right.
0: right.
1: (laughs) I think it's going to be. 19-18, to Washington. And I think Chase Young has a breakout game. Teddy Bridgewater is the kind of quarterback that Chase Young can have a breakout game for. He processes information very well, he being Teddy. But he's a guy that in order to get the ball down the field, he's really got to load up for it, right? Because he doesn't have the strongest arm in the game. So I'm predicting that. I think Jamin Davis has a game of his life because they run the ball so much. And I think I think McKissick goes for over 100 rushing. Boom. Ooh. Set
2: it. Right. Happening. I'll think i accept 19 points if it's three touchdowns and two missed extra points.
1: <laughs> <laughs> then we're back signing uh, Hopkins next week.
2: <laughs> yeah. Everybody that wanted Hopkins gone, just this is why they didn't cut him. <laughs> There's nobody to replace him. that's any better, but okay. Stick with blue it for the rest of the year. Don't don't make another change. But.
1: Just ride it out at this point. All right. Yeah. uh Eric, did I miss anything?
2: I don't think so. Uh, it's going to be I, you guys got wins. I got a loss. We're disagreeing. I think mean, this is the first time Brian and I have disagreed all year. But uh, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to go Denver in a boring loss.
3: No. Okay.
1: Brian, any
3: parting thoughts? No parting thoughts other than uh, we need some more changes. So hopefully Ron will make some more changes this week, Uh, whatever they may be, player, scheme, who knows? We need some more changes.
1: Actual, factual. I like it. We'll take it. If you have made it this far, hit the subscribe button. We appreciate all the new subscribers that we get every week. You can follow us on Twitter. We had 1.5 million Twitter impressions in the month of September. Incredible. Keep going. Keep talking. Um, You know, good, respectable conversation going on there. But now we are going to throw it to the fan rant. Eric, say it the right way for me. How do we say that? Fan rant. Fan rant. There it is. Fan rant. (laughs) Enjoy. (laughs) Because we got another Eric coming in for the fan rant. We are continuing with our, uh, our fan segment where fans of the football team come on and speak their mind to you. I think Eric called it fan rant earlier. I kind of like that. We're going to go with fan rant. So, fan rant. Here we go. Fan rant. You can
2: just say it. It's <laughs> fun
1: to say. Just, there you sorry, go. I don't want to
2: take over the whole thing. I'm going to mute myself. You got
1: it, man. So we have another Eric on the line. Um, why don't you introduce yourself? And then you know what? The floor is yours. Say what you got to say about the football team.
0: All right. Good evening. Uh, my name is Eric. Eric Browner. Uh, oh gosh, just just a loyal fan of, of this team. I, I I have moments, but I, I've been a fan of this team since '99. So I'm 32 now, and I have yet to see winning. And I mean consistent faces winning. I honestly, I don't, I don't even know where to begin, where to start, where to end. But I'm I'm going to try. See, <laughs> this is my problem with this Washington football uh we got to the point where we changed the name okay cool so are we still going to be losing when we had the new name i mean can we can we leave the losing in the past associated with the old name case, because what was the point of changing and we're still going to have the same product on the field and under a new name i mean i personally don't want to uh call us the red wolves oh you know what new name uh same bad team, same bad organization. When did we fix that? Second, I don't know what it's going to take. I mean, I will give them a kidney if they're going to allow me to get Andrew Snyder out of here personally. Um, I mean, I don't care if the mascot can be the owner. All the old halls can come back together and they can collectively be the owner. But little Dan has to go. I mean, you're going to do a Sean Taylor tribute and rededicate the role to Sean Taylor? and you're going to wear a hoodie, that's it, an oversized hoodie that you borrowed from Brandon Sheriff's closet, that's it. So you couldn't put on a suit. <laughs> I, I, I mean, the incompetence of this guy that is the owner of this team, I mean, for goodness sake, like, <laughs> I, I, I don't understand. I mean, I, I feel like maybe the team was bought by him, but he was sitting, like, on his bed all those other years and he was hoping that he would finally get to have a team, and then it was granted. And now he's just playing, press the button, do whatever. So that already just just irritates me. Uh, as far as the on-field play goes, I, I mean, I, I'm confused. Landon Collins, you get on TV, and you do interviews, and you say, oh, I, I, I don't like playing, playing linebacker, but I will. Uh, so what? Suck it up. So you're not good at safety. You have not saved us from anything. All you have done is be uh, a liability and you're looking at the back of the opposing team's wide receiver jersey. So if this was Bill Belichick, Landon Collins would have been on the first plane back to whatever, Bill, while we release you next year and wait for you to play safety for some other things. Stop crying. They paid you all that money. Get your butt down there and, and, and figure out how to tackle somebody in the box. I mean, goodness. Like, I think our team is too soft. I think the coaches are too soft. Everybody has an So Where's the accountability? Where's the, I run this team, you do what I tell you, that's that, or you don't have to be on this team. I mean, we had a five first-round draft pick on our line. Um, I can't tell. Yesterday was maybe the first, the first game that it seemed like they really showed up. But otherwise, the linebackers, terrible. The defensive back terrible i mean and every now and then you'll have you'll you'll have a line that actually shows up and does something and i say we're too nice because Top five kept doing this thing where they would show aaron Rodgers and he would be smiling and we would be smiling back at him what are we smiling for Hmm. he's gonna mentally kill us (laughs) and and you guys are smiling I, i mean i don't know but for for all these years that i've been rooting for this team and up and down Sundays and I live and die with the Sundays and I have my bottle of alcohol and whatever food I'm not supposed to eat because I know I'm gonna need. From one to four thirty, I'm gonna need <laughs> I just I just wish that honestly in, in all seriousness that Dan would sell this thing. I, I don't I don't think he's the the owner for this thing. I I don't even think Robert Ver is the coach for this thing. I think Ron, I think Jack Del Rio are stuck in their ways and therefore As long as they're stuck in their ways and Dan is the owner, we are not going anywhere and we're never going to be a class organization again. The young folks don't want to listen to the old greats of this team. And therefore, we're going to be in mediocrity for, I don't know, the next 15 to 20 years. I mean, I I don't know. Maybe I have to be 75 before I see a good team consistently. But, guys, that's my piece. I, I, I thank you. I could go on for an hour about my real issues with this team. But that is my piece for the night. I, I, again, I just – I'm loyal, but it's really starting to creep up on my back about how much of loyalty, you know, can I remain to this team. Like, yeah. how, how much longer. You know I, what?
1: Now we appreciate it. But before you go, I want to ask you something, because Eric mentioned this the other day, uh, Eric, on our podcast. He said – he doesn't know how younger uh, listeners – or not, listeners. Younger fans of the team fans. are fans of the team because I do it. you haven't. You never saw the Super Bowl, like you weren't. Never a part seen of this, anything. Yeah. How? What? T- what keeps you? What keeps you coming back right now?
2: Is it the helmets? It's got to be the helmets. Oh
0: god. Well, it's not that. But <laughs> I mean, honestly, it's 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 hope. It's hope that one day I will I will see. You know what everybody else saw. What my mom saw. You know what 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 my uncle saw. That I was brought up on when I was younger. And it's like, you know, I, I want to see that. I want to see when, when when the hogs were really the hogs. And yeah. like, I, I watched old rigging videos. And I want to see us have a running back just like that. That, you know, people fear coming down that mm-hmm. lane, that hole. It's like, I, I've yet to really see that. And and so hoping that one day it's going to be right. And it's going to be corrected. And my mom will walk in or my uncle will say, that right there is what we were trying to tell you. This yeah. is the rock
1: team we know. I like how you put That's that. Yeah. That's what
3: we don't
1: want. Yeah, indeed. And I, look, I'm not that much older than you. I, I barely saw a lot of what, you know, I, I saw one Super Bowl that I can remember. And it was, I just happened to see it on TV. And it was like, oh my gosh, you know, some something close to us is, is the best thing in the world. You know what I mean? And it's like, you know, you kind of like, I want to be a part of it. So, I'm with you, man. It's hard. Times are hard. Hang in there, though, because it's going to get turned around at some point. All right?
0: All right. Hey, I'm sure hoping so. I'm praying so. Totally. Hey. It's going to happen.
1: We totally. are, too, man. We appreciate you joining us.
0: Thank you. Hey, Thank you for having me. All right, buddy.